cool, cool coolio. <laughs> yeah, so to all those people who are complaining about Cosmic Fury, we're sorry, but it's cool, cool coolio. <laughs> Which very that's, cool, cool coolio. That, that's gonna that's gonna be the thumbnail, isn't it, facts? It is, it is. I've had I've had this video prepped since October. Um and it's it's been just chaotic on brand with us to be late on everything. We don't have a Zangetsu this show. He gave us the go-ahead to film without him. Yeah. So, um, since we're here, and since Tyler didn't join us for Dino Fury, I think it's um, appropriate we should get his thoughts on Dino Fury for this. Yeah, so, uh, I actually, yeah, because I actually ran through the entirety of Dino Fury uh, uh, before Cosmic Fury came out, and I gotta say, uh, it was better than I expected it to be. I, not gonna lie, I was going in with pretty low expectations. Uh, uh, there were times where I wanted to, say, punch Ollie in the face, but... That's fair. Uh, you know, I thought it was a, it was a really good series. I, I was really digging a lot of the character stories. I was really digging the the villain. I was really digging uh like the bond between uh uh oh uh, mu- uh, mucus yeah mucus and slither. I was really I was I was not expecting to dig the Rangers as much, and uh. Uh, just to rattle off, uh, going off of Dino Fury alone, my rankings for all the Rangers from top, from bottom to top: Ollie, Ion, Amelia, Javi, Zato, Izzy. That's pretty, pretty sane ranking. Uh, Izzy is best. Um... Yeah, and still is in Cos- and still is in Cosmic Fury. There's no, there's no change there. No, not really. Yeah, I will say there is one cool change for me, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, so the shortest, uh, shortest season aside from Alien Rangers with only ten episodes, which I don't know about you, but. I'm kind of split on that. On one hand, I do like it that it's a short series, so that it's a more tight-knit story. I just wish that it could have been, like, maybe a bit longer, like, with, like, maybe 15 episodes as opposed to 10. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. Uh, uh, I was about to say, because, uh, like, we get a pretty significant uh, shake-up in the lineup. Like, we get... Uh, we get uh, Amelia becoming the Red Ranger and and Zato kind of side shooting off to become the Champagne. I mean Zenith Ranger. Um, uh, and like, I feel like Amelia doesn't get the same shine as the Red as being the Red Ranger as say Zato did being the Red Ranger or even Zato being the Zenith Ranger. Yeah, it did kind of well, feel a bit odd there. Especially because we also introduced Fern as the Orange Ranger. And I felt like her transition into Rangerhood could have been a little smoother. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, because of, uh, but I do get why they went that route with her. With her, it's be, uh, because of the fact that Izzy, uh, they needed something more for Izzy to do in this season, and it's like being the overprotective girlfriend. I feel like that's probably the only thing they could have done. I mean, I can't think of any other thing they could have done with her. It's there's um. I'm just going to say it. There was a lot of rushing, but I do kind of see where uh, Simon Benham was getting uh, with everything he was saying on social media at this point, right? <laughs> like, no matter what you do in, in this fandom in particular, whether you make the perfect season or the worst season whatsoever, you're held to the same. No matter what everything sucks standards on social media um yeah um especially when people um bash at him uh and say like oh you have to be a fan to work on this show i i don't particularly like what i do for a living but it's still a fucking paycheck like there there's definitely like a middle ground right like knowing the the source material and having respect for it does tend to make it better um but I found realistically no flaws, like over over painful flaws with this season, right? To where I'd be like, yeah. it would have been a million times better if he was a fan of this thing, right? Yeah, um, cause um, I don't know whether it was like uh, I I've heard reports saying that it was like. Uh, Hasbro, like they like Netflix were willing to do like twenty episodes, and Hasbro cut it down to ten. Yeah. So, I mean, what else could he have done? Uh, could he have done with that uh, with that time frame? Because yeah. he had to introduce um, Fern as the Orange Ranger. He had to introduce Sato as the Zenith Ranger, and transition him into a Morphin Master, and and bring in and bring in Master Zed and introduce a whole new set of villains as well. Yeah, the the biggest flaw for me was how compact and rushed a lot of these things felt. We had one Ranger who's never used a Zord in the entire season. We had yeah, we had a Ranger get introduced go through their first day on the job and basically master their powers in the span of 20 minutes. And we have a villain plot get wrapped up in the span of eight minutes of the final episode. There's realistically, those are my three big flaws, but that yeah, none of that would have been changed regardless of if Simon was a fan of the series or not. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's like, and I've always said, I've always said this, like the worst, in my opinion, the worst people to work to work on a, to work on a series like Power Rangers are the massive, massive fanboys. If a fanboy, like a Twitter fanboy, we'll we'll go with that, right? Went and yeah. made a season of Power Rangers, it would be a shot for shot remake of Mighty Morphin. Yeah, yeah, they'd be they'd be like, we need to have this character, this character, this character, this character, but the actor is dead and the actor doesn't want to come back. I don't care, we need to have them in here. Right, it, we would end up with the reversion of Mighty Morphin at that point. We'd have some more lens flare, some pop effects, you know, 2008 Windows Movie Maker style editing, and then we would end up with, like, the exact same fucking thing. 
And there's a reason that writers, actual writers, are paid to make this product and not you sitting at home and tweeting. Yeah. And I mean, like, like I've, uh, even though I'm a fan of Power Rangers, I, I would not want to work on not want to work on uh, on Power Rangers. Uh, uh, how big a bag uh, is Hasbro handing me? Like, uh, no, no. When I when I say that, like, I'd want to work on Power, Power Rangers, but uh, not be like the one create the the one the the head honcho type type person. See, I. I'm the type of person that would just troll back on Twitter, you know, so I don't give a yeah. shit. How big a bag would Hasbro hand me? Like, <laughs> in this uh, theoretical scenario, how, like, we know their pockets are deep. Come on. Yeah. Right. Um. So, anyway, I think we should start talking yeah. about the episodes in general. So, we have episode one, Lightning Strikes. So, we're on Sordania, where the Shogun Swords were originally found. Uh, I love how we're just like, it's like, we don't have time, we don't have time to uh, think about this. We know Lord says out there, we're going, we're going to find him right now, and immediately jumping into the, uh, into the next part of the story. And of course, we have, uh, we have the New Finland's, um, Squid Inc. Incorporated. I just love that name. Listen, it's like, it's like, a punchable face. It was all of these villains. It, it, but it's like Detective Comics comics. <laughs> yeah, so we have the uh, we have the daughter of their head hon honcho, who's a Millennium monster, who has her own monster YouTube cha YouTube channel, and it had apparently two hundred and eighteen. It's old enough for a monster to go out on their own. You know, I'd of course, I'd of world that's pretty funny because it would take about till you're 218 to have enough money to buy your own house nowadays. Yes, it would. It really, it really would. And uh, yeah, so anybody who's still still living with their parents, don't wor don't wor don't worry. You are the safe ones at this point. Uh. And also, Sword On, Fangirl, Alien, Social Media, Influencer. <laughs> but I think the line that really stood out to me most in, in, in this, in this ep first episode is the lovely pink energy. Because we all know that we can't use too much pink energy because that is dangerous. <laughs> my favorite line <laughs> in this entire episode was, But my rinse do! Yes, I, I I have that as one of my notes. My rent too. It's like who's pay who, who pays the rent? Who, who do you pay the rent for the monsters? Is it like, well, it can't be Master File because he was purified by the Sea Wave. So who would it be? Um, I'm on the bet. I'm on the bet. Squid Ink Inc. has a has a few company towns in the galaxy. Yeah, honestly, if ever there was a company town style villain, it'd be them. Um. Yeah. My my other line I have in here in my notes that I hadn't opened since October 16th, by the way, uh, is, you did good, but you're fired from Lord Zed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you know, he's really channeling his inner Vince McMahon right now. Um, a really likable douchebag energy, which, you know, Zed's always had, 
I was kind of afraid. Like, this is our third fucking person playing Zed at this point because the internet didn't like the last one. The internet didn't like this one either. And your original one's fucking dead. Uh, yeah, it's... I, oh! like, it's like... Do you want yeah. them to resurrect him with AI? Is that what you want? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm making fun of the internet at this point, Luke. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, you are. But, like... but, it, but seriously, the internet didn't like this person playing Lord Said. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna channel my inner Mr. Garrison here from Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Hey, you're the ones who made it this way. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, this is... I think this is the most progressive season that we've had um, in all of Power Rangers. Like, we've always been woke. Uh, sorry to burst that bubble uh, if you're yes. in for the first time to this just, by the air. Just going to rip that bandaid off. Yeah, Power Rangers has always been woke. I, I'll always go back to it. Season 1, Episode 5, um, the hard of hearing person was the MVP. We, we have probably the best depiction of a disabled character with Javi here. Like, yeah, having to go through losing his arm from episode one this season, and then go, everybody tried to rally behind him and you know, help him find a new arm, you know, getting it built by Cranston here. Um, I, I, what, I, I gotta wonder though, would Billy market this prosthetic arm or, you know, as like, say, PlayStation Spider-Man style, like Doc Ock, or would it just be like a one and done here? Like <laughs> he probably he he probably market because um when we get uh when we get to Ninja, it would actually it would actually make sense when we get to Ninja Steel, considering the setting of that uh, the setting of Ninja Steel. So he probably would be market marketed it to that uh to that city where Ninja Steel is set set in. Yeah, because, like, think about it. He did all the R&D in the actual battlefield here. Um, you know, because we saw it not work right for the first few episodes as well. Um, and then him, uh, Javi, slowly gained the ability to control it. So now Billy would know how to program it and set everything up for the next person that would potentially need this. Um yeah. Um, and I've just got, and also as well, since we have, um, since we have Ollie turning, e uh, turning evil blue in this, in this season, we have to have someone to fill the void and we've got Bi Billy here. Yep. Yep. Uh, which I am just going to say it right, right now. I don't care what any, what, what anyone says. Billy is a part of the Cosmic Fury. He is a Cosmic Fury no, team he member. he uses Mighty Morphin as his roll call. No, no, no. He is he pilots the cosmic fury. He pilots the cosmic fury. So this fucking mechanic, okay? We've already had this discussion off camera. <laughs> please just, please just let me have this win. Just let me out. Well, in that case, um, do we count Sordon as part of the Mighty Morphin team? But he didn't. He didn't pilot a Zord. He didn't. He didn't do any of the things that the normal Ranger would do, technically. He was just you realize too. anybody can pilot a Zord, right? Yeah. It, it, it seems like a complicated thing, but anybody can go inside the cockpit of a giant mech. Can a disembodied head so, do it, Tyler? Can a giant disembodied head do it? <laughs> probably. He probably got some weird voodoo shit to make that work. 
Oh, Billy, <laughs> if you're the just you... Boom Comics where he gets a <sighs> fucking body. Oh, Billy, if you had just used the Cosmic Fury Blue Orb, then we wouldn't be in this mess <laughs> of debating your position on this team. He, he, he's an auxiliary member, and yeah, so is he, Mechanic. Yeah, End he, of debate. Bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> it doesn't look so shiny to me. Shinier than yours, meatbag. Hey, I, I, I'm fine with auxiliary ranger, like, say, like, the Phantom Ranger, or whatever you want to call it here for this. The same with fucking the Heckle, okay? We got a lot of auxiliary rangers, and then we have, like, our regular team. Okay, okay. But still, but still, Billy was more part of this team than Ollie this season. You're Just very right. You're very right, but Ollie was a plot Very, device. very right. Now, to be fair, with Ollie, it was only because his actor wasn't sure if he was going to be able to be part of the season or not. That Probably that is the... the footage of one day. Yeah, because he was like yeah. realistically in very little footage for this. When you think about, oh it. yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the most part, he's just standing there with Lord Said. Which, you know, he could just been green-screened in with various different poses. We don't know what happened in the editing bay. Um, so for episode two, right? Um, I, um, I never in my life want to see another Cyborg franchise. Game Boy oh, we're gonna see that. We're gonna see more Cyborgs. Just, uh, just uh, getting that bad day off want for to, you. I, I want to buy the device that they use for Jane Borg for the robotic movements and then blow it up for a video. Well, considering considering where Jane Borg was uh, originally came from, you we uh, we have we have someone that we can blame when we get to their season. Um, but uh. But yeah, so for my notes, uh, apparent so apparently someone has eight percent marshmallow in their hot cocoa. God. Uh, we have Billy reassuring Harvey about about his arm because yeah, for someone to go through through that, that's kind of like a big shock and change. And Billy being like, "Hey, it's all right, and it's gonna get better for you." And also proving, uh, and also Billy proving that he's still Tony Stark of Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just calling him that now. Like Billy, you're Tony Stark. Well, I mean, he realistically is. Like, if ever there was a character, he's not as much of an asshole. Well, well uh... yeah, I can't argue with that one, even as a Marvel fan. Like Tony's always a dick. Um, it just what level of a dick is he? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and I I, I love the line in this episode. Yes, yeah, as a baby, not so much as a teen. <laughs> every every parent ever. I I'm sorry, your infant looks like a goddamn congealed blob. Like until they are like three years old, they look like a pile of flesh. Your yeah. baby is not cute. It, your baby's not cute. It look, it it looks like it, it you look it looks like you made him out of clay. I would say the same and thing about little... having my own child. 
But um, yeah, the biggest question. This is where we got, the, oh, where we got go the ahead. as well. Like for the first time, the Sentinels. Yeah. Did you guys Wait, see the behind the scenes stuff with the Sentinels? No, I didn't. Okay, I, I gotta I gotta fucking dig it up. This is hilarious. Uh, you guys talk while I dig this back up. Okay, so the biggest question that I really, really want to know, taken away from this episode, is what is the rest? What are the ingredients for um for Florigan Florigan cake? The cake that uh, Ion makes, which is a Rathconian cuisine. Like, what are the ingredients? Like, uh, how can they be found on Earth? Uh, it sounds like a Simon Bennett question. Well, yeah, he's yeah, off Twitter it, now, so... Oh, yeah, he's off Twitter. But, yeah, it's like... Because it's like he makes the cuisine on Earth, and it's just like, okay, you made this cuisine from your alien planet with Earth ingredients. What are the ingredients? And do we have to eat it the exact same way you eat it with no hands? I mean, I imagine, like, if there are any ingredients that were, like, native to Rafcon, like... I imagine, like, either A, Ion would have to make, like, a facsimile using, uh, stuff on Earth, or B, uh, like, Solon has been shown to, like, make, like, Rafconian foods, like, uh, she made Rafconian dog food, which just makes me wonder, how do, how do dogs look on Rafcon, but... No, I would just... imagine Sol Solon maybe has some like left like some uh ingredients that are like native to Rathcon that she like after doing like a shit ton of DNA splicing maybe. Yeah, maybe. But my now... guess. Yeah, but now I've just got the mental image of like dogs on Rathcon being like the dog in Mars Attack. You do you remember that film Mars Attack? Nope. Okay, there was there was a scene where uh, a human head was on a dog. I just imagine that's what dogs on Rafcon look like. Oh Jesus H. Um, but yeah, in this episode we also got a Nasada reference. Um, probably the first reference for Nasada since um, since Wild Force, because we're gonna get um, Nasada reference in Wild Force, and I, I just put down as one of my notes, it's a whole saga of the evil boyfriend and evil parents. <laughs> like, Amelia is going to have to have so much counselling after this season. Because, <laughs> like, every person that every person that she's very close to ends up, ends up being evil for, for, about, for about five hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, and very much, very interesting. Where it's like, okay, what, what in a, we're in a tight spot here. We have to activate the potential self-destruct button, but it's not the self-destruct button. It's the one and done teleport button to a, a, a random planet. So we end up on a, so we end up on uh, Tatooine. I mean, Eridus. Which is, um, damn, I was scrolling through this pile of shit in our Discord server. Uh. 35 million light years away, which Tyler, I think you did the math uh, when we were. Oh my god. Math, math. Attempted to do the math. For the yeah, last 30, 30 million. Okay. It, it was because they were like on their way back to Earth. Or like. They were on. I think they were like on their way back to Earth, to Earth from Eridus. 
and like uh they said they would like be back on earth in a few hours and i was trying to figure out how fast they'd have to be moving because you know i'm a fan of death battle and <laughs> it's just something like it's it's something i've been conditioned to do Yes, I knew you were going to bring up death, uh, death battle, um, because of the fact, like, oh, uh, of the fact, like, we've got, we got to mention the maths here, and for the last time, nobody said nothing maths. But yeah, that, those were my only notes for episode two. I got it. And it's, it, it, I've just got to say, uh, really quickly now, it's amazing how quickly this season it, you, uh, we. We were able to get through this season because it's like it just it just flew by really quickly. Yeah, like uh, I I wasn't there for when uh you watched it with Vex, Luke, but like I I just like sat my I I I had the day off of work. I just sat my fat ass down, uh, and and just binged the entire series with Luke on call. Yeah, it it's a quick watch. That's the thing. Like, I'm not against, like, these shorter seasons. I just wish if we're going to do shorter seasons, it was, oh, prep between, like, one and two, or, you know, a core one and core two, like an anime kind of thing, right? Instead of, like, rushing things, the thing. Um,. I cannot for the life of me fucking find behind the scenes right now. Um, okay. But there there was a scene uh, like where all the um, all the Sentinels, I think Pookie put it up. That might be why I'm not able to find it. Um, <clears throat> so like it might have just been a Simon Bennett tweet. Um, Pookina. Um, but there there was a scene where like they were all just sitting around the fucking table playing poker uh there was like them goofing around with like all the weapons doing like silly little dances and shit it was fucking hilarious like the amount of behind the scenes shit for these mooks in particular was just like so heartwarming cuz realistically these are like some of the most terrifying mooks we have in power rangers um I, I'd honestly say they rival Piranatrons and how dangerous they are. The only thing that they're missing is a song that um, bashes them for no real reason. I brought that up because I just passed the Piranatrons. Um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still waiting to hear back from Ron Masterman about uh, that tweet about like what was his uh, what was his hatred for the Piranatrons. I'm going to assume that was the Saban thing. Well, even then, yeah. I would like to ask Saban, like, what was the hatred for the Piranatrons? Funny. Yeah, they probably. They weren't, they weren't uh, exactly the easiest characters to make figures of, I would assume, back then. Uh, so they were probably salty that they couldn't make a mook army. Like, they buddies with the cogs. Um, so I can imagine like making a toy of a piranatron with all the little like armor pieces that go on there was probably harder back then than it would be now, where we could three D print shit. Um, 
That's just my logic. Um, as somebody that's worked with like injection molding, um, but uh, let's dismiss my alarm before we get copyright struck. Um, so we in episode three we got the Izzy and Fern love uh, still going strong. Obviously, um, I love that we still have some lesbian relationships going on in the series. Just to watch the the people uh, mauled over on social media. Um, yeah. Um, but Ion has to be a cock blocker about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it wouldn't be Ion if it wasn't a giant cock block. Um, um, and. Uh, and also Amelia being the emotional rock that Ion uh, that Ion needs because of the fact that Sa- Sato is not with them and he and he's worried about his best friend being um, potentially being dead and Amelia being like, look, I'm in the same position as you. My boyfriend's being ta- uh, being taken over by evil forces. Yeah, I-, I love. I will say, like, uh, just as like uh, a foreboding on how like. The season, the season of like an overall. I feel like uh, Ion is a very strong point of this season, and I think it's honestly night and day compared to how he was in Dino Fury. Oh, absolutely! Like, in Dino Fury, it felt like he was just kind of a walking punchline of, "Oh, look at that." Ion's enjoying some Earth food. Look, look at it. Look, look at him. Ain't he, ain't he goofy goober? But now, like Ion actually, like Ion is actually having an arc and like having more of a substantial character. Yep. And with his, and with his concerns with Zato, Absolutely. like it, it, he feels more, more three-dimensional here than he did in Dino Fury. And I'll say this right now, I think Ion is definitely the most improved character. May not be the best, but he is the most improved. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I, I really do feel like Ion really came into his own this season. <laughs> um, he still liked the chef. We're, we're not going to get rid of Ion the chef. Um, the entire plot of episode three was to make some food, right? Um, yeah, because the because the inhabitants of Eridus are basically the are basically the giant worms from Tremors. So you got to get Kevin Bacon in there as long as he's not being harassed by um, Mantis and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Jesus Christ! Um, I, I I'm sorry. I I, I had to make that reference. Insert. <laughs> Insert cheesy baby song. Well, well, it makes sense considering Ion basically has antenna-like mantis. Yeah. Um, I, I would play hooked on a feeling, but I'm pretty sure Warner would come and flash bomb me if I tried it, so we're not going to. Um, um, but yeah, this is the episode where we get the uh, Billy actually creating the powers for uh, the Cosmic Fury powers. And again with the goddamn dinosaurs. Well, he does say he kept it with the he kept it with the dial theme because it felt it felt appropriate for them because they were like just so used to being the Dino Fury Rangers. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. dinos are old. Give me give me AI based powers. No, 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 don't don't give us AI based powers. <laughs> um. 
<laughs> Listen, but, in, in a world where like every everything is like possible, right? Like Power Rangers. I I, I would not be shocked if in like ten years they make a joke season of Sentai where it's like NFTs were the powers or some shit. Um and just to shit on them. Cause look at yeah. look at all the dumb shit Sentai's done, right? They've and, done boxing none. Right. It's like, like I'll I'll never forget that boxing none. <laughs> like this like Sentai in general is so over the top and wacky. I'm sorry. I, I still want Tokujer. I, I still I still want my train season, goddammit. And I love that there's a fucking YouTuber out there doing that. But well, to be fair, to be fair, um, considering where, considering on one of the Mega Swords in Tokyo, where the train actually is, it's kind of the same thing with um, Sork so, um, so, um, in Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, hey, 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 hey! That it's just a well-endowed. Well, we get a train dick. Yes. yes, yes, we get a train. Uh, nice. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it, uh, Titus, so that you can see. I'll be right back, guys. Carry on without me for a few. Okay. But uh, yeah, so uh, going back to Billy creating the, creating the powers, I do love the morphing sequence. Uh, uh... Is, uh, then they oh, just like swipe down the, the, the alley. I I love that. That's probably in my top five of morphing sequences in in my own personal opinion. Um, but. Yeah, Billy Crane the Powers, and I had it here. This just, again, just hammers in my theory that Billy uh, Billy did develop the Turbo Swords after realizing the Seal Powers were getting too powerful. Like, I feel like this is 100% confirmed now that Billy was the one who designed the Turbo Swords and the Turbo Powers. Fair enough. Uh, I also uh, like now that every everybody has, like, their own weapon. Like... Uh, we got uh, Amelia with a hammer. We got Javi with an axe that's also a guitar. I love. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Got, Go ahead. Okay. I was about to say we got Ion with like a blade that also turns into like a Mega Man style arm cannon. Well, with that, um, I I that was one of my notes for the for for the fourth episode. Ion has Guts's gun from Berserk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna quickly find the um find the um image of the um Tokuja sword. Um, but the other note I had for this was um in relation to Lord said when they're having the dan they're having the dance party on it on it on his um on his sh- ship and the uh, and the daughter of Squid Inc. Incorporated boss is just like look at me look at me and he's just there like I am so confused right now <laughs> and I'm just like said are you being Simon Cowell in this do you need a big giant red button to go eh? I'm getting too old for this shit. Yes, <laughs> yes, he, yes, he is. And also, Earth sucks, but causes so much trouble. It's like <laughs> it causes so much trouble. And it sucks. Why don't you just leave? <laughs> Go somewhere else. Ed. Oh my god! Like, said has to ha- like. I don't know who ha- like. <sighs> 
would you say in terms of characters who have the biggest ego in the entire in the entire franchise, would you say Sed is up there? Um, uh, I would. Yeah, I'd also consider Diva Talks. Uh, like, like, what are we quantifying as an as an ego? Are, are do, do they like have have to have like a high sense of vanity? Uh, because yeah, because yeah, it does have a high sense of vanity. He literally has to have a C on everything. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he's like part of his branding. Maybe he'll like branch out into making T-shirts. He'll he'll have the most. He'll have the most. I'll have the most fiendish shirts on the market. <laughs> yeah, I found it, Tyler. I'm gonna post it in um, mod VC so that you can look at that. All right, but uh. There, there we, there we go. Finally, the train penis. <laughs> the train penis. By the way, what's that thing on your crotch? You know that um, train thing, train, um, train carriage thing. Oh, that's my willing. Jesus, I put some fucking pants on. <laughs> We're still talking about Tokuchi. <laughs> yeah, no, we were. No, we got on to. Um, uh, I talked about like Billy creating the powers, which adds to my theory that he developed the turbo swords and the turbo powers. Um, and, and, and I was talking about how each of the Rangers have a unique weapon now, as opposed to all just having the same sword. Yeah, it's nice that we got back to individual weapons here. And it's a shame that we only got to use the ultimate weapon, like the blaster homage, um, once in the entire series. Yeah. Um, and also, I talked about Sed being Simon Cowell when they're having that dance um, dance number, and he's just sitting in his chair being like, I'm so confused right now! No, same, same Zed. Like, that was me with a lot of the Gen Z humor. One is like, I'm, I'm officially Lord Zed, I'm the boomer. Um... Uh, and uh, and uh, and like if said finds Earth uh, Earth to be so sucky but causes so much trouble, just bail out of there, or just put us out of our misery and glass it like it reach. You know, it, it would it would solve a lot of the problems. If only he'd still have access. If only he still had access to Serpentera, which, to be fair, they do try and get a Serpentera like character in, uh, type sword in this season. Yeah, that's what's so fucking funny. Is like a lot of this was playing homage to, like all the differences, right? And it started with like once and always, where we got all the, the like little name drops for different uh, locations. Going through the the Project Bandora computer files, right? We saw like uh, uh, nods to everything from like um, from like um... to Lost Galaxy and all that shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, to and also to Wild to Wild Force, which um, which was going to be starting out soon. We're going to be starting our Wild Force watch soon. Yeah, like that one's going to be yeah. interesting. Um, like really, it is. I I'm super looking forward to going through that season. 
Oh, I am as well because it's one of the it that along with Time Force was one of the first that I really started getting into the franchise. But yeah, so those were really all my notes for episode three that I had. And episode four, I already touched on one of my um one note in the uh, in the previous in the previous um segment where I don't know about you, Fex, but I think this is probably one of my fa- one of my top five favorite morphing sequences. It's pretty high up there, honestly. Um... Oh shit! And of, and, of, and of course, everyone now I, I cannot see it now. Every time, every time they go, it's morphing time, and flick the uh, flick the or flick the orb up in the air. They do like the little uh, the little hip thrust. Yeah, no. Now that it's been pointed out, it's interesting to look back on, and she's just like swaying her hips, um, which I didn't. I didn't think of, like, at all until it got pointed out. I'm like, god damn it. Now I can't not think about it. Because it's, like, right out there. It's one of those things... Like, there's a lot of details in shows that you don't notice until it's pointed out to you, right? I I feel like... A lot of social media in general, like, as much as I shit on it, it's really good for pointing out little details. Um for stuff like that like somebody will notice something different watching a movie than you do and you're like oh wow let's play that back you know if you're watching it together i went back and watched the scene to make sure like in an era where like everything could be faked right like yeah deep, deep fakes being like a really big thing um i'm like that that could just be an edited shot because i saw it on twitter originally um so i went back and watched like that first morph and it's it's very much in there um so, the the sass of a Red Ranger is something that's, you know, not new, but, like, Amelia put her own spin on it. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and I do love that they just flick the orb up, they're just there, like, let's land it in the Morpha. It's so dumb. It's yeah, so dumb. And it's dumb, but I love it's it. It's so dumb, it's amazing. Like, I also remember there was, like, one shot of, like, uh, the, um, of when they shut when they closed the morpher, uh, uh, Ion actually misses the hatch. <laughs> I am gonna have to go back and so, look at that. Yeah, he like, he like, sh- he, sh- he, 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 he does the the motion, but he misses the he misses the hatch. That's fucking funny. And um, one of my other notes that I had is like we have boomerang knives because why not? Like, uh, I mean, we have we have boomerang boomerangs. So good. Like of all the things like to have, it's just so funny, right? Like, <laughs> the funny thing is, right? We also have a boomerang morpher this season. Yeah, yes we do, but that's not even getting into um, the craziness that we have in some seasons. Uh, case in point, the Hamburger Morpher. I don't know this reference, and I'm fearing for my life. Okay, okay, uh, okay, the reference that I'm making is Ninja Steel, the Gold Ranger in the Sentai, his Morpher is a hamburger. Sorry, what? I am not even. I will. I will find the pick and post it. In, uh, and post it in VC. But no, 
they changed his morpher in the in Ninja Steel to one of the regular morphers, and his phone and his phone is the hamburger morpher. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> Anyway, moving on from that mind fuck. There you um, go. There you go, facts. Yes. In mod feces. Damn yeah. it. God damn it. What? Talking about the hamburger morpher. I fucking uh, hate it. I love it. There's there's literally facts. There's literally an entire video series debating whether or not the hamburger morpher was whether it was wise to get the to keep the hamburger morpher out of Ninja Steel. I hate it so much. <laughs> oh come on, it's awesome. Yeah. What you like what you like the Vipari but not this? <laughs> yes. 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 Yes I do. This, 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 uh, this to me, this to me is what the Vipari is to Luke, okay? <laughs> I'm a red-blooded American, okay? Making fun of my fat ass is not funny. Uh, I uh, say looking but, like a fucking twink. <laughs> but yeah, so speaking of Ninja Steel, we have um, Mick, in, uh, Mick again in this episode. Um, go wait, Mick retracts your flaps. And he does it literally, like, it's like, okay, we didn't mean it literally. I, I love, oh. I love and hate Mick at the same time. Mick, Mick, I, Mick, I love. I mean, when we, I mean, I cannot wait until we we get to Ninja Steel and we just see him all, uh, all in the action in all his glory. And hey, the actor, the actor. Like I said, like I said, uh, like I said before, we better get used to him because his actor, starring in Dino Thunder, is going to be in every single Power Rangers season from Dino Thunder all the way to Cosmic Fury. That's hilarious. You yeah. know, uh, I shit on Tommy a lot because, like, they've turned Power Rangers into Tommy Oliver. Uh, but realistically, but, like, there are people in the series that are in more than Tommy. Yeah, actor ever yeah, was. yeah. It got it got to the point where where Linkara when he did his ninja when he did his ninja steel retrospective the preview to it was he said next time we'll get into some Power Rangers staples space ninjas and Kelson Henderson. <laughs> but yeah yeah he, yeah one of uh, but yeah his first like major prominent role is in SPD where he plays one of the side characters one of the major side characters. Like like. Bless Linkara for doing this shit. Like we kind of, in our own spin, are doing the Linkara fucking videos now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we can't, we can't, what kind of? Except we're not showing the clips. Yeah, no, fuck. fuck we get copied right out the ass. Absolutely. Like I fight YouTube enough on Twitter. I don't want to fight YouTube and Toei. And fucking Hasbro all at the same time. Well, well, we're technically fighting them because apparently we can't say the c word on uh, in, in any capacity for some reason. We apparently can't say Zordon either. That's what I meant the c word. That's oh, what I was referring to. It sounded like you said the c word. Like I'm like I'm pretty sure I've said cunt a few times this episode, but in case I didn't, no, cunt, no, cunt, cunt, it was cunt, cunt, cunt. um the set the said word. There we go. Said, see, whatever, tomato, tomato. Uh, uh, see, but, now, it would be confusing saying the said word in this season in particular. 
<laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, they're in a forest, which is basically the Banya Grove tree from Avatar because it's alive. See, except for better because it's not fucking dances with wolves. Um, I mean, sorry. No, 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 no. I wasn't talking about no the Banya Grove tree from Avatar, the Last Airbender, the oh, big wow. giant, the big giant tree that's like connects to everything in the world. I, I fucking. What didn't the the blue Avatar seal? Because I, now you've reminded me that was a thing in the Last Airbender. So, like James Cameron, you've got some questions. Um, feel free to join us on the podcast. Well, he, he saw blue people, which is which um, was already done in uh, in Watchmen. The the the, the living tree. Um, the plot to Dances with Wolves. Um, See, you're good for you're good for Terminator and raising the bar in South Park and fucking nothing else. Uh, uh well, aliens. A- am I the only one that prefers the non-Cameron aliens, the Cameron aliens? Well, there's only really one non-Cameron alien, which is aliens. Somebody got the joke. Um. No, but like I, I tend to forget he had anything to do with aliens until it was pointed out to me. Like, oh right, I do like that franchise, but I don't ever associate that with him. I associate that with Sigourney Weaver. Okay, fair. Which is associated with um, James Cameron. Touche. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> being a psycho stalker and sending dead animals to James Woods. Um, I thought it was Jim Carrey. Um, we don't want. Oh no, I thought that was Jared Leto. No, 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 no. He uh, he did that too. Um, God damn it! Hello, Opera. You did an update in the background. But yeah, so my other notes that I had on this episode was say, uh, and I'm sorry to do this against Twitter. Well, what am I talking about? I'm not sorry. I can do this if I want. Say it'll be more progressive than Twitter, despite being a 65 year, 65 million year old alien, where he's just like, hey, if the Morphe Grid chose you, it, it, it must be for a good reason. <laughs> Because there was all that whole thing with Amelia, like, this is Sato's color, what's he going to think of it? And Sato was just like, you know what? You're the Red Ranger now. It's cool. It's cool, cool, coolio. And he's still a ranger, arguably, like... Well, hey, well, hey, he got shook down by by a powerful force, now he's more powerful than you could possibly imagine. (laughs) Yeah, he's arguably better off like not being the Red Ranger than he is if he was still the Red Ranger. That is true. That is true. Um, but as we soon learn, he's on a time limit at this point because he 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 basically turns into the Green Ranger counterpart from um from Shoe Ranger. Um yeah. Um and also in this episode, we have, um, we get, we finally, and this is something that I do agree with you on the rushness, um, uh, on the rushness, um, facts. 
we finally get to see a proper look at Eltar, and we and we don't get to see any of the inhabitants of Eltar. Yeah, no, not not only do we not get to see any of the inhabitants of Eltar, which have already been fleshed out in fucking uh, the Boom comics, right? And I I get that they they try to separate the canons of those. I I just bring them up because it seems like lately the Boom comics do a lot of things that I wish the show would do. Um, and that's why I'm glad we have both of these source materials, right? Um, but like this is a living, breathing planet filled with living, breathing citizens and humans. It, well, not humans, but aliens, you know, and. We, we constantly talk about, like, throughout the canon of Power Rangers, the 30-year history, like, what we do after this, the reboot, is anybody's guess, because uh, we don't really have a lot of info on that. But, like, we we know that Altar is a functional living society, because Zordon's talked about it. We've heard it from other masters. We've heard it from, you know, all of the, the references. And we finally get to this planet, and it looks like a goddamn company town. Like, yeah, and you'd think it would be, uh, you'd think it would be made like a big deal, right? Because this is Zordon's home world. This has been like a world that's been referenced since the beginning, right? And you think you would see more of it, like all the way, like especially up to like in space where like Eltar was in danger, right? And we're having you know Zordon captured, and we're dealing with all of this shit on the background, like. The reason we got, uh, what was it, Demetria as the yeah uh, mentor for the second half. I didn't want to mispronounce her name. Um, we had her for the second half of Turbo as the mentor. It was Zordon was going to try and help protect his home world, right? So is this saying that Zordon technically failed? Uh, even though, like, the Z-Wave happened, did he technically fail? Um, I guess so. Because it looks like an occupied, uh, like a enemy occupied city here, and well, technically, you know, Zed is you know doing his own thing here at this point. Hello, Destiny Two ad from the Epic Game Store. I am okay. I don't need to sink more money into that game. Uh <laughs> but like we we're having like like nobody will see that because this will be a visualizer. It's just annoying that pops up while we're filming this. Um, but we're seeing, like, Zed, like, kind of revel in his victory over his, you know, nemesis here as he's coming in and essentially taking over his home planet. And it's like this, it's something that should feel bigger than it did here. But because yeah. it went by so quickly, it, it just, like, felt like nothing. Yeah, I feel like if we did have, like, uh, it, like... 15 episodes we could have had a whole episode of seeing like the uh, i mean what what are like the inhabitants of altar called altarians yeah i guess yeah yeah, the altar we could have had like the altarians um uh altarians basically trying to defend from zed and failing miserably know that because there is an arc in the power rangers comics Tarian war um, again, I know different canon, but I would assume they would use the same terminology for the inhabitants. Uh, this was yeah, it's not like they'd suddenly start calling them Eltish. 
Right. That's a, that would sound stupid. Yeah. But this is basically like um like if um uh just to use um something that I'm a fan of, this would be basically like if um we spent like the entirety of the revival of um uh of Doctor Who uh, constantly referencing Gallifrey and we ne- and we never actually saw it in great detail. It's such a weird thing. Um but um I, I I don't know, like that's just a, a nitpick here at this point. Yeah, it's a nitpick, but uh, it is a pretty big it is a pretty big issue with um with this season being as short as it is. Because it seems like they want to do so much, but they just don't have the time to do it. Exactly. And yeah. that's that's fine. Like it's a Hasbro decision. I don't agree with it. Um but I don't agree with a lot of shit that Hasbro does. Um, but it's it's whatever you know. I like yeah. We um, we have five um of the helmets technically for the lightning collection, right? And we never got a uh, green, and we or uh, and we never got a um a yellow out of that. And now we have those on hiatus, so they didn't even finish their cash cow series. That's weird. Game. That is that is so weird. But we had, you know, like a a Green Ranger Morpher. We had a Master Morpher. Um, you know, we we milked Tommy, but we also didn't milk Tommy, which is such a weird thing to me. Um, yeah. Um. But yeah, my really other major note for episode four was um, adding to Sed's ego about wanting said wanting C ice cubes instead of N, even though even though they make the argument like, well, if you turn it this way, it kind of looks like a no. They have to be C. I I, I gotta I gotta say, there's two things here for me for uh for this episode. Um, we we have Ollie learning how to be evil and being kind of like a badass right with this because he kind of got like some dark ranger-esque style powers here yes uh which was a cool choice to give him since he wasn't potentially going to be in the season for very much um so like we have that you know he's clearly not built to be evil even though he was the plot device for this season um and he's jealous throughout the entire part because, like, he got, you know, like, basically a power boost, but everybody else got, like, completely new powers. Um, so we we have that going on, and then we have him using a blaster instead of, like, a regular, you know, weapon weapon uh, in this episode. But there was one line that was just so ominous in this episode. Enjoy the time you have left. Uh, yeah, uh, which is alluded to Sato. Mm-hmm. So the way that was delivered, you know, to the Zenith Ranger um, was so interesting. You know, because we had... We kind of knew that Zato died in the last... Um, the last season, right? And we knew he yeah. died. Um, and then he got brought back for a glorious purpose. Um, 
So like we're we're having him be like the the cusp of saving everyone here and protecting the the Morphin Grid and all this shit throughout the season and trying to balance the powers of good and evil again. Uh, which we'll definitely get to at the end of this because there's like the big reveal at the end of this. Um. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, there, uh, and it's and it's kind of um, it's kind of a thing um, that is uh, I feel like splits the fandom a, a lot. You could sneeze in the wrong direction and would split this fandom. Um. I don't know which is worse, this fandom, My Hero Academia, or Star Wars. Um, Star Wars by a landslide. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because like, every time they try to do something different in Star Wars, people don't like it, and they're just like, we want it to be back about this, and this, and this, and this. How is that any different than them trying to bring back Tommy in every season, and everybody jizzing their pants when that happens, but anytime you see something remotely different they shit themselves uh like i I remember back in the day when power rangers was good and they're only Uh, referring to mighty morphin just like the star wars fandom only refers to the fucking original trilogy as being good yeah um I'd say i'd say all three have the have the bad have equal bad eggs uh, but like it, it's it's interesting, because um, have such a unique ending to the season that we gotta get to. But um, yeah. but before that, we gotta go to episode five, um, which basically is occupied Earth. Um, yep, and um, uh, and um. Uh, we have a rock off. I I was a fan of this episode. Um, I was I I I was as well. Just for, just for the fact, like they they were trying to troll said, but they couldn't troll said <laughs> because they had to keep up the illusion. How do we feel about Meat Chrome? I I love that name. <laughs> like I feel like this is like a hardcore band that you would find in somebody's garage, and then they would break up after three shows. <laughs> yeah, but it remi- it reminds me it reminds me of um <laughs> it reminds me so much of the rock band Moop. <laughs> Cause you can just hear somebody going, Who the hell is Meat Crow? <laughs> I mean, hey, if Hoobastank is a is a band name, then Well listen, they were good for the reason and that was it. <laughs> Fucking fight me in the comments. Um, like, I, I love, I love dumb band names. It's, like, one of my favorite things. Like, it, it is so fucking cringe and hilarious while bands are going through, like, that, that initial cringe phase of trying to figure out a name that will stick. So, like, I, I can resonate with that as a musician. Um, but I find one thing here immensely funnier than anything else, and that was Ollie shitting on CEOs. I know, I know, right? I had that line right there. Nice, that doesn't sound like CEO behavior. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
listen, you get a goddamn company pizza party, but you gotta still be back from your break at 15 minutes, or you're getting rode up. A little too on the nose? A little too much? No, no, that, that, is, that is pretty much spot on, Vex. <laughs> but the thing I took away from this episode is, like in Dino Fury, um, swords can produce offsprings because it seems like this dragon sword might be related to the original dragon sword. It's so cool. Like, we, we kind of had a hint that they might be biomechanical, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hint. It. I mean, it's hinted at in um, Lost Galaxy because of the uh, because of the Galactobies being alive, but very much uh, put puts the forefront when we get to Wild Force. And, and like we we know that they're like infinite in the timeline too because of uh, fucking Time Force, right? Because the Q Rex mm-hmm. got, got sent back in time. Um. So. The only thing that's missing from this season is a Mega Sword slapping itself. <laughs> like, listen, I'm sorry, I listen, had to bring that up. Listen, Spanky the Sword is of definite me, okay? I, the only reason I didn't use that for a thumbnail is because I wanted to ca- encapsulate like all of the, the fucking like, post-sword on era. And <laughs> I feel... <laughs> And if I put Spanky up there, I, I'm pretty sure it would just be instantly, like, struck down as, like, inappropriate for all audiences and give us yes, a bad mark. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Um, Somehow YouTube but, would find issue with that, but not literal propaganda on their front but, page. <laughs> I've just got to ask you, Fex, which do you find worse um, for a rock band name, Meat Chrome or the Jaw Snappers? Because apparently that was the band name that they were going to get before Meat Chrome showed up. I prefer Meat Chrome, honestly. It it fits with what they were doing here. Jaw Snappers, not so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my other note for this episode, aside from me going, Heckle! Dino Charge reference! Was, thank God Amelia didn't, didn't, did not say it's hammer time. Because <laughs> that would have been so that would be such an obvious pun to make that if they made it, it, I would have loved it. I feel like they were like, she's got a hammer. Everyone's probably expecting us to say it's hammer time. So we're not going to say it. I would have loved it. And also, and also I had dig so that I don't dig. So I don't have to. Pretty much every, every, uh, pretty much every, everyone in every company ever. It's like do this so that I don't have to do it. Like I'm, I, I'm so, so fucking flippy here in my notes. I'm looking at them. I, I went from like Fern is so out of place in the middle of this fight to I love Fern so much. She's a perfect addition. Um, and, and like. Fact that Heckle is the streamer's love interest, but we're like shortly after this, uh, we get the reveal that he was the the. That makes yeah. Sense. Um, I, I was not expecting Heckle to play such a huge role in this. Were you guys? No, I wasn't as well. I mean, uh, I was expecting to just be like, 
I was expecting it to just be there because people were like, oh, we didn't get Heckless the Dark Ranger in Dino Charge. Okay, here he is now. Like, I, I love... I love Heckle. Like, I, I haven't watched Dino Charge, so, like, this was my first impression of Heckle. Oh, he he oh Heckle in Dino Charge. Like, where... Because, because uh, uh, like he says in this, he kind of spoils his his role in uh, Dial Charge of like he's evil, but then he turns out to be good. But when when he's evil, Heckle, he is just like he he just the actor. You can tell that he just has a blast playing this because it's just like the most hammiest of hammy things ever. And I love roles like that, honestly. Um, it, it it's so it's so fun. Like, when you get to play a dickhead, right? Especially if you have the personality for being a dickhead, right? Because you have to have this this sort of personality to play that kind of character. Whereas, if you're actually a dickhead, it comes off as like, well, it's obvious this is just their personality. But if you're not, and you're just having fun being the complete opposite, it kind of comes through in your performance, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I can, I can vouch for that because um, because um, from pl from being recently in the Tempest, where I was basically just like two of the biggest dickheads ever. They were just they were just so much fun to play. Honestly, like, and I teeter the line between like dickhead and like putting up a performance like in videos at times. Like, there's obviously. You can tell there's points where I'm just like, okay, playing up the jackassy for con content sake, like especially in the progression series where I'm fighting. Oh no 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 no! Ann Arbor's the one that does that. Oh, it's me and Ann Arbor both, but like feeding into each other in particular. Um, but it's also like you get to when you get to play that role, like especially. I don't know if you guys like ever. Um, this is off topic as all hell, but you know what Tom Ranfro is like. Do you guys ever get into the role of playing the dickhead in a game, right? So, for instance, like I play Fortnite off stream and off content, and so like my favorite thing is to be the the jackass that will just wait with like the most overpowered weapon, and I just go around trolling people. So I will I'll find like the legendary sniper rifle. I'll go around being the tryhard and just fucking with people. Um, and I just turn on voice chat for that, and I'll just, like, get into character, and, like, I'll give you, like, a, a better gun if you do, like, a dance for me, or shit like that. You know, and it just turn people into my, like, puppets, that, or in an RPG going around and, like, going on a crime spree, uh, and then reverting the save, just so, you know, fucking let out, like, energy. Um, so, like, the last time I played through Fallout 4, I just went around and killed every non-essential character in every town. <laughs> went full supervillain. Um, like, those kinds of things are fun. For a video or for a bit. Uh, so, like, you can get your personality out there and it'll just be, like, fun. And you can tell, like, you're saying, like, Heckle's actor was doing, you know, just that. But I, I feel like he was, like, really coming into his own here because he genuinely seems like a good guy, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it kind of it's kind of like he forgot he, he was a good guy originally before he was corrupted by evil. Right. And now that he, and now he learned, and now that he learned that from Dino Trudge, he's like, I'm the good guy now. Like, it's, mm. 
it's really cool uh seeing him be able to like essentially play both ends of the spectrum in the span of a couple seasons um i'm sure i'll fucking have more thoughts on heckle as a character when we watch dino charge so yeah um, yeah it's kind of the same thing with uh with mick as well like um when you see them like fully in their in their seasons, you probably love them more than you do more than you do now. Uh, yeah. Episode uh, six, though. Um... Yeah, I really the only notes I had for this were just about Fur being the Orange Ranger with Solon as a Dino, which I've got to say is the most perfect thing ever. I agree. Solanosaurus power. Yeah. You know... yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's just like Solon. You just you should have had this from the beginning. You are precious. You are the you are the mummy dino that everyone needs. Unfortunately, she gets a her weapon's a back scratcher. <laughs> I don't know the weapon. The weapon reminds me of more like um uh what uh from Bleach with like the. With like the chain, with like the chain and the two sides, that's kind of like what it reminds me of. It, it, it reminds me of a back scratcher. Oh it, no no no! It, it, it really wait. Is. It, yeah, it's a back scratcher, but no, when it when it has like the chain and everything, which no, that comes in episode seven. But. Uh, like all I thought of uh, while we were doing this, going through this episode, I'm sure you guys know this reference. Obviously, um, God damn it! I don't want to open the video because I'm afraid to. Uh, oh well, whatever. I will just not uh, play the video and put the clip in here. Okay, well. Um... The other note I I had for this was Fernan. I had it in question mark. Fernan is the best rage couple? Question mark. Debatable, very debatable because we have Wes and Jen as well. I they they were hardly a couple. They were a will they won't they. Wes and Jen. Wes and Jen's relationship was built was built over the season. It is perfect. Uh, I prefer Izzy and Fern. Okay, fair yep, enough. Same. Uh, but yeah, the other note I had for this was we have the return of um, Dragon Sword in fighting mode, but it's purple now. So we have the Dragon Sword with the stupid helmet again. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, Tyler's going to love that all, all all the same as he loved it originally. It's, it's not Dragon Sword fighting mode. It's the Mega Dragon Sword. Okay, the Mega Dragon Sword fight mode, but same like, same thing. When when the Dragon Sword gets split down the middle and like plops on top, the yeah, the Dragon Sword gets split down the middle and plops on top of the Mega Sword. That's the one I hate. All right, uh, all right, because I thought you uh, thought you hated the fact that it, it was just Dragon Sword with a helmet. It just looks so goddamn stupid in that other mode. Like, I'm sorry. Like, not every oh, oh, combination oh. needs to be a thing. Yeah, I, I, I've seen what I've seen what you've put. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> a butt scratcher! Butt scratcher! Get your butt scratcher here! Butt scratcher! <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That was the first thing that came to my goddamn mind when I saw that weapon. Ugh. <laughs> uh. But, like, I, I love seeing her go full fighting here. Like, she 
clearly could handle her own before, right? But Fern getting to actually, you know, go full out as a ranger was really refreshing. Because yeah, now I she doesn't have to, like, be careful, so to speak. She gets to, you know, do the same thing her girlfriend does and protect the city, the world, and all these things. And, you know, now she can actually, you know, be there for her girlfriend, you know, and, you know, yeah. not be worried about her. Like, you're off on another planet without me, and I, I, I can't help but worry about you. And, you know, now she can be right there. Um, yeah. um, and I do love the fact that that, that Fern, as a character, was built up throughout the like it was very it was very naturally progressing. Like she starts off as like a minor character, a minor character throughout Di- Dino uh, throughout Diaphragm, but slowly starts to get more screen time, and eventually, like, bang, she's a member of the team. Right. I just wish it would have been, you know. Uh-huh. Sorry, it's been a long oh, week. Go- going from like. Uh, uh, major supporting character to ra- to, to ranger. ranger, yeah. Um, but I love the fact that the first thing as soon as she gets her powers is like, I've got to think of some quips. Yeah, not only just for, you know, she she basically kind of had like a a rush day one and and a new job, right? Like, shit's fucked. We're gonna throw you right into the mix of things, and here you go. Best of luck, right? Um, yeah. It was. It kind of reminds me so much of when, um, of when, um, of Corone. when um, Corone became Corone became the Pink Ranger. And I was just waiting for a moment like that where first it's like, woohoo, swords coming out. <laughs> yeah, like it. It it really felt like an homage to that, and that's why I keep saying like this is just a nod to every season of Power Rangers. Like there's a bit that references like all of the most popular seasons. Uh, and that's what I kind of love and hate at the same time, because I really do wish that Fern would have had, like, more time to shine as a ranger and get to learn and fail at her job, right? But there was no chance to fail in this season, you know, because this was, like, cataclysm-level events, right? So, like, she had to be the best of the best from the moment she got a morpher. And yeah. You know, well, that... to be fair, to be fair, we had um, we had that six month um, time skip from like when Sato sacrificed himself to the final scene in um, Dino Fury. So it's potential that she could have um, seen seen the tricks of the trade off screen. Yeah, off screen. <laughs> but I wish you would have been able to see him in person. Right? Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. And that's, that's like, the, the biggest thing, because, like, a ranger's first fight should be, you know, a lot of failure, in my opinion, right? You know, learning how to do things. But we don't really get that anymore. Like, we don't, you know, we, we see, like, even up to, like, Lightspeed Rescue, them not be great at their jobs the first time they're in there, and then learn as they go. Here, it just felt like she knew everything immediately. And it comes down to like how they portray the the morphin energy in the later season. Um, that's like an instant autopilot, right? Look, and I hate using Mighty Morphin because I shit on the people that do it constantly. But like, look at like the first scene of Mighty Morphin where they morph, like how much they fail. Like Zeo, you you can kind of ignore it because they've already you know been there, and then all the way up to like um, 
like uh lost galaxy right like their first morph was kind of shitty and how they, yeah they weren't good um, at their job uh to begin with and then they got better as they went on and they kind of improved them as a team but i guess the way they're logicking it is they this team has been together enough uh for the last three seasons technically so they already have the ability to know what each other are planning to do or whatever but fern's never been on the battlefield other than like during the last episode right where she was in the middle of the meat chrome uh shit so you would think she wouldn't be as refined as a ranger is all i'm saying um, but yeah, she's also a sports genius and, you know, all this shit. So, you know, she probably just put that to the test and I might just be overthinking it. <laughs> no, I think, no, I think your points are very valid, very valid. But again, it's just, yeah. it's just the case of we just don't have the time to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I do feel like, like, um, like a a a lack of uh, a lack of refinedness could could have been shown in how she fights because if there's one thing I've learned from playing fighting games, you can tell someone's personality by how they fight. Mm-hmm. But uh, because like this is kind of off. This is like o- o- pseudo off topic, but like I I. I can loop this back around. Uh, like, I, sorry, I'm going to be using my Morphin as, as an example. Like, you can tell Jason, like, you can tell Jason is an experienced martial artist by how he postures himself, by the confidence seen in his movements. We, we, like, like, you, like, you could kind of get a feel for their personalities. Like, if you, like, muted the TV and just watched the Rangers fight, you can get a feel. Jason's the the leader. He has the most confidence in his, in his abilities. He, he has the most confidence in his moves. Zach's the goofy one. You know, he's kind of, he's more dancing than fighting. Like, he's being rather playful. And Billy's the shy one. You know, he's not... He's kind of letting the momentum of his opponent's movements uh, do the fighting for him. Mm-hmm. It, the same way, say, uh, an experienced martial artist will fight differently from someone who just learned how to fight yesterday, or an experienced martial artist will have a lot more refinement and and technique than say a street brawler or how two refined martial artists who both practice like completely different things exactly how or like two two martial artists who like practice the same martial art but how they express but they can express it differently the best example being Ryu and Ken. Ryu's a lot more calmer and, and, and focused on technique, while Ken, while while Ken is all about the fl- flashy high flying kicks and fiery uppercuts. And but, like, look to Tekken, uh, for example. Like, you see Brian be completely different stylistically 
all, right? Like, mm-hmm. you see, like, how... That's something I've always found so interesting. Like, I used to... I used to. I should get back to doing it um, now, but I used to practice Muay Thai. Um, but, like, you can tell a lot about how somebody's is just by their stance, by their, like, how relaxed they are. You can tell, you know, like, are they really guarded? Are they more of a defensive fighter? Are they more of a, like, you know, do they like to attack? Like, in the the style of jiu-jitsu, for example. Like, do they, they always, like, plan five moves ahead, and do they have a backup plan for something like that? I always, like, I used to watch a lot of, like, UFC and uh, Bellator as well. Um, and I always found the psychology behind fighting so interesting. I, I like the psychology behind, like, pro wrestling more, because, like, a lot of it's, like, production and mind games, even if it is predetermined. But, like, you, you get to see, like, people cut a promo. You get to see people, you know, go in and, you know, do their scripted fight and then move on to the next bit, right? But there's a fucking art behind stuff like that. I feel like that fits the Sentai aspect more than, like, traditional fighting, you know, or, like, MMA, for example. Because you know, it's very yeah. clearly an over-the-top, action-y f- fighting show, but, like, the psychology and the style of the human behind the fight is a very real thing you can tell in any aspect of life. Um, but you you also, like, have to sit down and think about, like, the styles of, like, these... Uh, characters, for example. These are, like, literally teenagers with attitude again. These weren't, like, um, you know, lifetime, you know, refined, like, militaristic people like we are used to and where we're currently uh, in our binge of, like, we had just come off of, or actually we were just watching Lightspeed uh, Rescue when this came out, and these are all, like, um, I don't know why the hell my camera just opened on my phone. Um, we we were just watching like a firefighter, a first responder, you know, a a, fi- a, a pilot, you know, a lifeguard. You know, we we were watching these people that have careers and shit do like all of these actions and you know fighting demons and shit. And then like now we've come off the heels like we're, as of recording this, we just filmed like uh, Time Force. And, recently um so like a government agency you know so we were kind of accustomed to like these people have already been trained but now we're kind of back to that grassroots of like these are just teenagers that have never really to our knowledge you know practiced martial arts too much or you know done a lot of things in in that activity pool other than like Obviously, like, Izzy and Fern, you know, practice sports. We see them running. We we see them doing, like, uh, going out and <clears throat> doing these, like, competitive, like, I guess it would be track and field, as we call it here. I don't know if they call it that in the UK. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think they do. But, like, they're... They they are very athletic in that sp- sense. Other than that, we have a musician. We have like somebody that is a paranormal investigator, you know, slash journalist, slash gig worker. Uh, 
And we got, like, a couple aliens. <laughs> you know, like, there's no other way to put it. They're from another planet. Um, but, like... I we... mean, I guess you could call them, like... Because, like, they do have actual combat experience. Like, they were knights. Yeah, that's fair. And they, they kind of did the training for the rangers, so, like, they were trained in, like, more of a medieval style of fighting. Um, you know, in Dino Fury, they just had the sabers, you know, so they're, they're like, duelists, essentially, in that regard, right? But yeah. even even a duelist needs to know how to kick or punch or, you know, do something like that if their sword is, you know, taken away. You know, to defend themselves. Like, can we guard? Can we do any of that? So I'm guessing maybe off screen Izzy trained Fern to be able to defend herself if she wasn't there. Um to protect her. You know, that would make sense, you know. I've gotta make sure my girlfriend is, you know, at least able to defend herself in case, you know, the you know, an alien comes and tries to fucking suck her brain out or whatever the monster of the week would do, right? Um, let's be real, that's not the dumbest monster power in all the Power Rangers that I just came up with, you know? We had, we had people be literally baked into a pizza. I will never let Power Rangers live that down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I don't care what you say, Frex. That is the dumbest fucking episode in Power Rangers. No, it isn't. That is, that is the worst plot. That is, that is my 13th reason. It's a beautiful, oh, cheesy, deep dish Power Rangers pizza. The stupidity is the appeal of it. <laughs> um, but um, episode 8 uh, is... Or no, episode 7 is where we're at, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Um, episode 7, we, we have Heckle come back and the reveal is, you know, he's Dark Ranger. Um, and we finally have the moment where Zato's like, okay, so guys, don't freak out, but I'm going to fucking die again. Um, I've been hiding it from you. The more I use this power from the Morphin Masters, the more it drains my life force kind of thing. Which is a unique set of circumstances when you think about it. You know, he has god-level energy, right? But it's limited. Because it's too dangerous for one person to handle. Right? Um, I, I know I, I know. there's something in here that you loved. Um, and there's something uh, yeah. in this episode that I loved. So I'll let yes. you go first. Yes, Giant Solon. That was pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. Giant Solon in something... Now I definitely want to see um, Solon versus Godzilla. Solon would fucking ground Godzilla. I'm sorry. Yeah, Go to your room, Atomic Breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get giant... Please, just let me have a giant Solon um, in London. Just get a giant Solon in London. Like, like they have a giant Luffy in Japan. You just want a giant Solon statue? Yes. Yes, I do. I don't know how to react to that. Do you? Do you, Tyler? Because, like, I kind of fuck with it. Um, 
but at the same time, it's so goddamn stupid. But in the end, is it any dumber than having a giant Luffy in Japan? <laughs> no, it ain't. Like, I mean, there are much worse things you could you could have as a giant statue. Yeah, yeah that's coming uh, from the Americans. There, there are much worse things you could have as a statue. Yeah, and we. Uh... And we have um, we have Pop Pop back in this episode as well, which is great. It's always nice to see that guy again. We also have like uh, the the reference to Beast Morphers here in Battle Grid, um, bringing transporters yep. in. Um, yep. Um, it's kind of interesting. Like um, for as short as this season is, they managed to get like pretty much every single major character that was in uh, that was in Diamond Fury is in Cosmic Fury. We even had the the Down syndrome um, character. Yeah, come yeah, back. the um, yeah, is his cousin come back um, with the with the father, Which I'm glad that they, I'm glad that they didn't make that the parents didn't make such a big deal out of Harvey um, losing his arm and having it replaced with a robotic one. Yeah, it was just like, well, well you got a story to tell us when you get home, son. Now uh, go save the world, you know. Yeah, um, but. The, li the lion I loved here um, in this episode most was, I'm going to turn you into cosmic rainbow paste. Because it's like, they, they were literally trying to figure out a pun, and it's like they couldn't figure out something, so they were just like, oh, that's the best I can do. Yeah, the writer's room got really, really tired that day. It was probably a crunch day. Um, can, can we just talk about how badass Tarek was in this episode? Yes, 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 yes. Tarek fighting without the Void Knight armor. Like, I love Tarek as a character by the end of Dino Fury. Like, he was one of my favorite characters by the end of that series. And the fact he's out here just kicking as much ass as he was in fucking Dino Fury as Void Knight without that power crutch was just refreshing to me. Yes. Um, again, it's just a shame that we couldn't get, like, a full, um, a full adaption of this season from um, um what was the name of the season uh Cure Ranger like the the space season of like the 12 rangers no, um, no 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 we couldn't fit 12 the rangers into this you know there wouldn't have been enough time and i honestly fucking agree because there was barely enough time for what we got <laughs> yeah okay fair enough but like i mean like a full 40 episode season oh yeah yeah, because it would have been nice to see Tarek as, like, a proper official Purple Ranger. Honestly, yeah, it would have. Like, I, I wish he would have got, like, a full redemption arc. He got, like, to come back as, like, a part of the team. You know, it would have been more touching in this because, you know, it's Amelia's dad, technically. So you'd have, like, all of this shit going on, you know, like, a father-daughter team up, you know. It would be cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, Tarek, and I've said this, I've said this before. Like Rancic for the longest time was my favorite villain in um Power, in Power Rangers. But when I saw Dino Fury and saw Tarek as Day and then just seeing Tarek's whole story arc, like it was like, no, he's my favorite now. Yeah. Like I. Uh. No. I will say. Uh. Like you do have to keep in mind. Like uh, uh, Centaura is pregnant, so he probably. Wouldn't have wanted to go because he probably wanted to stay home with his wife. Yeah, that is true. Eh. He can always, you know, teleport back and take care of his wife in between missions. 
Yeah, but still, just just the fact that Terry got in on the action is like I can still because this this actually this is actually an issue that I feel I feel um, hurts one of the um, one of the um, one of the team up episodes which we'll be getting in a particular season where the Rangers are just like, well, we don't have our powers, so we're giving up, and it's like, well, you still have the ways to fight even without the morphing overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. And it's like Terry here actually proves it. Like, yeah, I've lost my powers as Void Knight, but I can still fight. I'm still I, I still trained with the sword. I I live by the sword and I will die by the sword, motherfuckers. Um oh, sorry, 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 not PG. Um Uh but anyway. Episode seven also had like, an interesting plan, right? Because we had the prison, and, like, Solon being, like, giant, and then the, the transporters to kind of help knock the, the force field down. Like, everything seemed like it went too well, and it worked so perfectly, right? Like, I did not expect this plan to work at all when we, we were watching the episode. Like, I'm like, this is gonna fail miserably, Solon's gonna run out of energy, or, like, the... Like, none of this will, like, work right. And then we'll end up with more people captured, you know? I I was pleasantly surprised that we actually had an episode where, like, Plan A actually worked. Yeah, uh, well, it's always nice when we get that, uh, when we get those Plan A's working every once in a while. Yeah, it's just not, like, common in Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, no. No, absolutely. Um... But I, I think that's, like, it for episode... Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, episode eight. Episode uh, eight, we have Sly from Mucus back. <sighs> Yay! I have to be the enthusiastic... Like, come on, thanks. You admitted in the Dino Fury video that you liked Mucus. Like, she grew on me. I, I'll give her that. Yeah, but I'm sorry, like, just having Sliver back is just, like, he, he is my favorite character in Dino Fury, in Dino Fury, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, it's just nice to see him back, just because he just reminds me of just those, uh, those times when you're a Power Rangers fan, and you're, like, and you're, like, doing, and you're, like, um, on the playground, uh, pretending to be Power Rangers, just like, kick, punch, slide, block, I just love that about his character, how he's so into it into being hit being what he is that he'll go the extra mile and add his own sound effects oh yeah like he him adding his own sound effects is really cool i i love like how he is like the kid playing power rangers you're right like that's his role as a character is i'm just the kid on the playground playing power rangers doing the dumb thing and I, I love that about him, but at the same time, like, he is kind of insufferable, too. <laughs> I, okay, I, fair, fair enough. I'll give, I'll give you I'll give you that, but uh, I guess it's kind of like, um, just to use an allegory for uh, for particulars, he's kind of um, he's kind of um, to what a lot of people, if they if they, when they when we get to, when it gets to the anime, he kind of Will be to a lot of people what Karitra will be to a lot of people who watch Mission Yosakoi. Yeah, Karitra has his badass moments, but he can be insufferable. Hmm. Like, and there's honestly, wrong with... I go ahead, Tyler. 
Oh, I, I was about to say, uh, I just think it's nice to... Like, yeah, we've had, like, goofy duos of villains before, but... I'm just happy to have, like, it's kind of like Rito Revolto, where, yeah, Slyther's a goofy, goofy villain, but he is still somewhat competent. Oh, yeah, he, he is um he is probably the most competent henchman in Dino Fury because of the fact that he is a master of disguise. Like, he can literally take on the appearance of someone, and you want to know that it's a fake. You know, yeah, uh, like, like their dynamic reminds me of like um post like mind wipe of like Rito and Goldar. Um like right after the the destruction of the Goldar, the command center. Command center like where they had no memory like that's what their dynamic kind of reminds me of. You know. You know what? I can I can honestly I can honestly see that now. Yeah, and honestly, I think we need more goofy villains that like are competent because just because you're a goofy goober don't mean you can't still kick ass. Yeah. I mean fuck, we, we learned this from Rito Revolto and Mighty Morphin. Like out of and every villain in Mighty Morphin, like Rito handed the Rangers more L's than anybody. Yeah. Um and especially the Piranatrons. Like, they're goofy uh, henchmen, but they still did the job effectively. No, they didn't, according to the song. <laughs> no, that's a different song! Um, but I will say, one thing I do like about Slifer compared to an, a lot of other mukes is that... And this is a problem with, like, a lot of, like, the the um, Neo-Saban um, mukes and villains is that they all have the same voice. It's like the Standard gravelly film voice. What you're where it's really like this voice right here, where I sound like I smoke a pack of Newports a day. Yeah, when it's like where, where Cypher, he definitely, he definitely had his, or he definitely had a clear personality and just embraced everything about it. You want to get funky with my stoma here? Yeah, and. Uh. And, I don't um, know why I have a thousand fucking Family Guy references today. I haven't even watched Family Guy in like the last three years, but I'm just full of them today. Um, and Mucus as a character is very interesting because normally we, normally in fiction, we uh, you'd have the monster being like, "Hey, what's it like to be human? I want to be, I want to be human." Uh, uh, blah blah. But Mucus is just like, "Ew, human! Ugh, I want to be a mushroom again." And then we get her back to mushroom. Like yep, I like and, appa- and apparently, uh, mucus in human form is actually the person who's inside the mucus costume. He's kind of cute. Like, what's so weird about it? like, I-, I I did not even know that that was a fact. Like, I I liked human form mucus. Like, that was a really interesting choice. Like, it makes sense, though. Like, why add fucking 75 pounds of makeup to an actress when you can just have them be themselves, right? Um, throw them in a goofy dress. <laughs> um, yeah, and also, and also as well, Slifer in human form, that's actually Slifer's voice actor as well. That's so cool. Like, I love when Power Rangers does that. You know? There's something that I thought was the most touching part of Ion's character arc here as well. Um, 
And that's him giving the recipe to the, the kid that was coming to the shop. Yeah. Which, again, what yeah. is that recipe? I need to know that recipe. You saw that Ion tries to be the chef for everyone. Like, that's kind of his role. You know, it's like, I, I fix things by cooking. But he realizes, I don't have time to fix this for this kid. So I'm just going to, like, if this recipe means this much to you, because obviously he's more than likely got it memorized at this point. He's like, here you go. You can make it at home now. The fact that he can, the kid to ma- and kid and mom can make it at home leads me to think that, like, Rafcon has comparable resources to Earth. You know? Otherwise, it wouldn't have made any sense for him to give the recipe to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. we, we always, you know, like, we're led to think that this you know, planet was so, you know, I, I guess it's, like, the brain that the human has. Like, any far-off world we think of, like, being vastly different than Earth. But realistically, like, there there has to be infinite fucking planets. This is, like, high thoughts with Vex. Uh, infinite planets are comparable to ours out there in the fucking stratosphere, right? You know? Like, we, we have to have, like, a million different planets that we can inhabit. We'd fuck them all up eventually, because that's human nature. Uh, but, like, there there has to be a comparable planet out there. Otherwise, like, what's the point of, like, planetary exploration and space travel and all the shit? Uh, but, at the same time, like, our brains were like, well, obviously there's gonna be, you know tentacle monsters and you know fucking resources that will kill you out there too like that's how our brains are programmed by science fiction but it makes sense that like oh well it's just you know a cake right whatever you know it's it's a fucking smoothie that he's fixing it's a the random fucking whatever of the day that's going to be in there. I forget what the recipe was in this episode because I didn't fucking write it down in my notes. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I don't think it was. I don't think it was med. Was it mentioned? Um, it's recipe uh, for what? Um, the recipe in episode eight of Cosmic Fury. Uh, no, I don't think they did. Um, but one thing I will say about uh, one line I did like from this episode was um. Uh, was when Ion was like, no, no, they're good now, trust me. And Terrence was like, no, trust me, if anyone knows how evil they are, it's the guy who used to be their evil boss. Uh, I don't know why, but that just brings a smile to my face. Oh, for sure. And then, of, and then, and then we have Slive when the when the enemy invades them, and we have Slive, um, Mucus, and uh, Terry teaming up again. And Slive is just like, yeah, this is just like the good old days. <laughs> so yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, and um, uh, and now we get into um. Uh, uh, and now we get into episode nine. Uh, I'm not sure I had anything else to say about episode eight. Um, the, the whole, uh, no, they don't have the whole, whatever that recipe was here. So we have the monster versus monster fight here with the 
uh, squids versus Slyther and Mucus. Um, that kind of leads the, the, the finale episodes here into, um, where we're going, right? So, yeah. we, we have the, uh, the fact that Zed does not give a fuck about his henchmen still revealed, right? Which makes sense, right? Yeah, Sed only cares about himself. Right, right, and his massive throne, which, you know, props on him getting a new throne. Um, but I I find the defeat of the squids to be, like, one of the more satisfying monster-on-monster fights here. Like, we've had a couple of them, you know. But I, I feel like this one just... I guess because of, like, the, the what was at stake here... And how this came about felt so much more clean fun, you know, but also, like, tense. It had everything that a fight should have to me. Like, you have immense stakes. You have, like, all of the fun. Because they're clearly enjoying fighting again at, uh, here, like, Slyther and Mucus. And then like, we see, like, such an interesting defeat here. Because... Clearly, it wasn't the end of everything, because you saw the little the little tentacle, you know, squirming off in the distance. So yeah, you, you kind of were left like, I bet they're not dead, but at the same time, you know, it felt like they were actually defeated. So that was really cool, and that leads into ep- the, the the finale. Let's just call it what it is. Episode yeah, the two the the two part finale. So we have episode nine master plan. And Ollie is no longer evil. He's back to he's back to being a good guy. Surprise, surprise. And and Lord Zed is trying to become a morphing master. Yep. And we and get no, uh, no 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 no. It's Lord Ned. It's Lord Ned. No no no. It's clearly a C. I don't know, man. That looks like an N to me. No, it's clearly a C. Uh, but yeah, Master Zed, like. Oh boy, that was something. I I'm sorry, but I I'm with the fans on this one. Like Master Zed versus uh, Skeletor. No, 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 no. Let me pull it up. I I I used to have it right. Yeah, but uh, I'll say uh, I'll say this uh, for my notes. So we have a reference to um, SPD with Billy mentioning New Tech City, which. Um, seems to be established on Earth at this point, so we're kind of slowly building to that future depicting SPD. Um, and uh, I had um, Brasilia, Squid Inc. Inc.'s boss, um, being Groot because of the whole, like, I can regenerate from, uh, from one tentacle. Uh, and of course, the big one here of what said's plan is doing a reverse sea wave. So, um, I put, like, what Zed's, like, ultimate form is in Sentai, uh, in the, the mod VC, um, Don Armage, um, I, I just love the design of this, um. Oh my god. Like, giant, bad, fucking, like, scythe thing, his weapon's badass, um. It's cool. It is such a cool uh, design, in my opinion. 
Uh, I understand why they didn't do it, uh, because this is still clearly marketed towards kids. Um, yep. But um, and that would be nightmare fuel. But also, like, kids having a couple nightmares—that's no big deal. Um, yeah. But I I love just like how blatantly on the nose the references to countdown to destruction are oh, in this episode. Absolutely. Right, right down to the point where Slifer goes countdown to destruction. It's like. Hey, guess what we're trying to do here? Reverse C wave. It, it's an E wave, if you will. No, it's clearly a C wave because my name is Sed. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, but I love it. Like out, out of I... all of the out of all of the plans, like I will admit, I did not see this coming. Right? Like. I, I'm sorry, this this actually took me by surprise. Yeah, it did for me when I first saw this as well. I was like, oh, this is actually... To stick it into Sword Art more, like, oh, I've conquered your planet, and now I'm going to reverse what you what you did, just to, uh, because I've got... That's such of a boner for trying to defeat you that I have to do everything you did, but in reverse. And honestly, like, it, 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 Zed is like... The reverse flash. Like I'm sorry. Like now that, I do want now I actually do want to see a death battle between reverse flash and Lord Zed. Like I mean, there's already a death battle between uh, reverse flash and Goku Black. Yeah, that, that's that's literally like the more that they bring Zed back, this the more I'm like he is literally reverse flash here. He tries to undo everything. And one up everything that Zordon did, so on the fucking nose, and I love it. Um, but at least he didn't go back in time to prevent Zordon being born yet. Um, no, no, his wife. No, no, his wife tried to do that. <laughs> which, which I love. I love the fact that um, Billy is in both seasons with the return of the two big villains from his era. You know, like, Billy deserved this. After all the bullshit he put up with in the production of Power Rangers, like, he yeah. deserved this. He deserved this. And I, uh, and I, 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 regardless of everything that people complain about, about uh, the Simon Bennett, uh, Simon Bennett years of Power Rangers, I would admit, bringing Dave Yost back for Billy was like a dream come true for me because I didn't think it would ever happen. I, I love, I love what, um, David Yost also put out there, like, um, I'm gay. Billy Cranston isn't. Like, that was such a great thing to put out there. Like, so it kind of canonized him and the equation, um, might yeah. have hooked up as well. I'm curious what the kid of a human in an equation would look like. It would probably look, um, Really, no different from a regular equation. Like I, the the, I I don't know if it's the monster fucker in me or the uh, fact unless, that I, I uh, I'm such a whore for aliens as well. Unless we get the uh, unless we get the equation kid looking like the equation, but having but having a human voice without like the Wathly filter. Yeah, can we never bring the filters back for the voices? Thank you. Um, like that is the most annoying thing. 
but yeah that, that's just something that popped into my mind randomly it's like i i really do wonder if like that happened like what that would be like it's just like now we're going back at, at least in the comics we're going back like a a post-team breakup um with um amy joe johnson's uh comic we're going back and kind of like revisiting like the old team that regard so i'm curious like if that'll happen because we're having like um i guess her and tommy hooked up in this comic and that's the the kid that we'll have instead of a, a cat and um tommy kid this one mm-hmm. this is a parallel universe to the other comic universe it's not even the main or uh, coping and seething that um Mostly Bat and the Sun is uh, throwing a temper tantrum. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, been a lot of shower thoughts in this episode after there. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Billy kind of yeah. stays back in this one to give Ollie a chance to, you know, do the, the it, whole Ranger thing again. Yeah, you know what? Fair, fair enough. Fair enough for Ollie. He 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 gets it. He gets this moment to be part of the team, even though it was mostly Billy. And I'm still annoyed by that. That that we can't um very much um cement that Billy is an official member of the Cosmic Fury team. It has to be an oxy. Uh, he has to be a proxy member. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like. The, the funny thing is, like, Ollie doesn't even get to use his Zord because they get fucking destroyed. I know! I know! That is, that, that is like, that is like, um... The biggest must... fuck you to Ollie. Like, I mean, I just got my Morpher, and now I don't even get to use a Zord. Being evil sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, now we have, um, the final episode, uh, which is just titled, The End. You know, which is fair enough. Um, you know what? Yeah, but really, it should have been called May the Power Protect You. That's really what it should have been called. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. Um, I agree with that one. Um, this is such an interesting um, way to end the 30 years of current canon, right? Because we're it, rebooting the franchise. Because yeah, nothing, it's... Nothing can be original anymore. It has to be a reboot. Because we live in an era where we need to milk nostalgia. And we need to go it, through and, you know, kiddify and do all, all... Except for we're not kiddifying this. We're just supposedly making it more mature. But, like, we have yeah. to dumb everything down, basically. And, yeah, it is, it is interesting because a lot of people make the same point that as an ending to the 30-year, for the 30-year history of the franchise, it's... It... it it fault it it does falter, but as an ending to the Dino the Dino Fury uh, era, it's a great ending. Right, that's where I stand too. Like we we had a lot of callbacks, right? We had you know everything from Mighty Morphin to Ninja Steel to Dino Charge to you know all of these things that even references in like Once and Always. We had like a, a half dozen things that really you know made it feel like they were playing homage to 30 years of canon and, you know, clearly we were retreading a lot of plot points like the countdown to destruction with the, the E wave here. That's a counter to the Z wave. We have like all of this stuff that really matters to that. But at the same time, like it doesn't feel like a cap off to 30 years of the hit franchise, you know? Yeah. 
But to play devil's advocate here, could it really? Could it really like? Um... Not within ten episodes. Fuck no. That's that's yeah. the, that's the big thing, right? Like that's why I'm... I don't think I don't think it could have done it either 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 way because it's like you would have to if you wanted to cap off like thirty years of uh, thirty years of history, you'd have to bring in like more cameos from past rangers. You'd have to yeah you'd have to um, establish like. Um, uh, where some rangers where where some rangers ended up, um, you'd have to have a return to Aquatar. But I mean, they could have done that. Like that's that's what I find so fascinating about this. Like the comics are doing that, you know, rather well. Um, because they can, and and it's obviously it's easier to do in comic form. Like I'm not trying to shit on the production of a television show versus how easy it is to write a comic. Neither is really easy either. Uh, that let me make that very very clear before the comments try to eviscerate me. Neither is easy, but it's easier to do it when you can fucking draw it than contacting the person, working around their schedule, trying to shoot, trying to edit, trying to put everything through post production, trying to do ADR if they need to redouble line, all around the production schedule of like somebody that's shooting a multi million dollar movie or you know is on the some fucking dating show right now or whatever these actors are yeah. up to or, or just doesn't want to come back in general right so they would have to pick and choose like who is willing to come back to this franchise who it, who is available out and of also, the literal hundred of rangers that we have yeah um i'm just and i'm just think and also as well like the um also as well um whether or not they'd be able to come back um based on the fact because apparently um cosmic fury and dino fury like they're not it's non-union production but of course they have union actors because sato and ions actors they're they're union so, so is, uh, it would amelia's um, yeah so it would be a case of like also as well like they'd have to if they wanted it to be a, if they wanted to come back and they were in the union like um like how do we make that work how do we pay them a fair wage yeah, yeah. there's yeah, a lot of like it, there's I was just gonna say, real. yeah. I was just gonna say, like, if they wanted to do like a homage to RPM and bring back, say, um, the Red Range from that series, his his actor is part of the Screen Act Guild now, so he he would have to be on a union contract. I, um, uh, Rose Ivor, uh, is SAG, uh, a SAG member. Um, his uh, she worked on I Zombie. Um, there's um a lot of like the Rangers have joined SAG at this point, so like there's a a fine line that they'd have to teeter and how much they were willing to pay. Um, yeah, but I I just feel like if they would have spent an episode on each season, right? Like one episode with a Mighty Morphin member, that being Billy, you know, one with a Zeo Ranger, maybe bring Cat in, you know, yeah, kind of helping individual you know, preparation for the plot or at least. You know, like, oh, now we have, even if they wanted to bundle them together, like, okay, let's bring some shit in from the Zordon era, you know, bring somebody in from Mighty Morphin to uh, Turbo, or in space, technically, you know, have Andros come in, just not without, not with the the hair, because he refuses to ever do that again to his hair. (laughs) Oh, I, I don't blame him. As somebody that changes their hair on a whim, I do not blame him. Um, 
you know, if, let's do Post Sword on Lost Galaxy on down to, you know, fucking Wild Force. Um, you, know, you could bring in a Ranger from each team and, you know, have them help prepare to fight Zed one last time yeah. to save the world. And that would have felt a lot more succinct than what we got. You know, and you could have done that with five extra episodes, realistically. Like, Yeah, you could have done that with uh, those amount of episodes. I mean, um, the Black Ranger from Wild Force, he's, he's still acting, so they could have brought, they could have asked him if he wanted to come back. Uh, uh, it's, it's just really, like, that would have given it more weight as, like, a, oh, we're done with this era of Power Rangers, right? Instead of just a select few from a select few seasons that already are like, yeah, we're, we're, we're Rangers for life kind of thing. Um, well, um, the question, the question now is because, um, because the big reveal in this episode is that Zordon is technically still alive. Yeah, that's a big mindfuck as well, right? Because now yeah. he kind of lives inside the grid, which you know, in in the sense of the comics, makes more sense than in the sense yeah. of the show. Yeah, and and well, in the sense of the show, it does actually it does actually make a lot of sense when you think about it because. Sordon does say to Andros, I'll be gone, but my spirit will live on in all that is good. And what is the morphing grid? Well, I mean, to be fair, the morphing grid can be corrupted too. Like, it's something that we see Dracon do in the comics. Like, we, we are corrupting the grid. And now, now in this new event, it's also being like heavily corrupted in the Darkest Hour uh, because of Master Vile. Uh, but we, we realize, like, energy can be manipulated in anything, and the grid is pure energy. Um, so, it, it, sciencing it out, like, if you can manipulate something, just because it's good now doesn't mean it will always be good. Um, okay, fair enough. But, like, but... you're right, like, that is the perfect place for him to be. Like, yeah, because cause, uh, every time we've seen, like, a major... Death in uh, Death in Power Rangers. They've always come back, and it's always been in connection to the grid. Right, and that that makes all the sense of the world too, because we have, you know, the grid being the source of their energy and how they morph and how they interact with the universe. You know, it, it's part of them. So if are part of something, it. That connection lives forever. Um, you know, just to be like a sappy, you know, you know, just because you drift apart, you know, let's say the team drifts apart, they're always connected through their connection to the grid, right? Yeah. Because we see even those that have given up their morphers and their powers come back and, you know, team up again. So it, it's... um. Or in the comics, like, all of them interacting all at the same time because they're trying to stop, you know, whatever the event that's going on from happening, right? So, there's a million different ways to think about this. So, now the question is, like, um, we have Ion go into the grid as well here because Zato's dead, technically, again. Um... He ends up getting resurrected as a Morphin Master, which makes sense. Um, but Ion going into the grid itself, um, I don't think we see that very often. I, I know we saw it at the end of um, Shatter Grid, 
where everybody's memories of that event getting kind of purged from them, but now maybe they weren't fully purged. Um, we see um, not lock phone. We see Javi wanting to risk it all at the end here. Uh, the willingness to like sacrifice himself to, you know, prevent Zed from taking over and you know corrupting everything and eliminating good from the universe. Um, we and then we see uh Zed's nightmare, like he yeah. having to fight for survival here, like because he's trapped inside this uh device. Yeah, um, and it's like and it's like. Your your wave will happen, but you will be destroyed in the process. Good, you know. No, I it's just... not good, said because you want to rule, but you can't if you're destroyed. But my legacy will carry on. Um, but no, like honestly, the funny thing to me, the funny thing to me out of all of this is, look at this man's fucking worst nightmare. Look at this man's worst nightmare. It is literally his wife. <laughs> it. How shitty is your marriage that you're dreading being at home with your fucking wife? I think mean, Zed won't... does seem like the... Go ahead. To be fair, Zed does seem like the type of guy who would who would make jokes about uh ah, my wives, am I right? <laughs> I don't know. He he does seem like that dude, bro, like, ah fuck, I gotta go fishing, you know. I gotta get away from the old ball and chain. My brother in Christ, you're the one that took the vows. <laughs> yes, well, technically, uh, technically, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, under a love, it yeah, was under yeah, a love yeah, potion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, does, but does then... divorce not exist in the Power Rangers universe? I'm pretty no. sure that's duress. You were married under duress. They would void that marriage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, my question is, um, and I think it is for quite often, does the fact that Sordon is Sordon's conscience is still alive, does that technically take away from his sacrifice? I mean, yes and no. Um... It's um, it's similar to what's recently happened in uh, in Dot Two in the um, in the 60th anniversary, where a character who had to have their memories wiped. Um, seemingly got seemingly got back said memories after after like about fifteen years. I'm like, I'm like that's really my only um, nitpick about that episode is that it does come across as a Deus Ex Machina and does uh, diminish the sacrifice that went that went into that. So I can kind of see where people are coming from here, where it's kind of like bringing Sword on back, uh, even though it does make sense, kind of diminishes his sacrifice. See, I, I'm I'm torn here, right? Because I I liked the thought of Wow, Jesus Christ, Discord, what what are you doing? I, I like the thought of it being a fin a finale, right? Um like Zet uh Zordon's sacrifice being this actual like weighted thing. Right, where like because he gave himself up, he's gone, he's diminished, he's like dissipated, his energy is what purified the universe, right? And the fact that now he's in the grid and he technically is alive and in there, but he, he kind of like 
also doesn't remember like a lot of things it seems like you know it seems like he's like a husk of himself from the sacrifice so still has some weight it's just a weird thing to me like it's kind of like what uh, i i as well to make a reference here it's kind of like what's happening in witch watch at the moment <laughs> it, it is uh it is definitely like It's 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 curious. There there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but it does it does kind of like take away part of the importance of the moment. I yeah. Um, but also as well, we did talk about this after finishing um, die uh, die uh, after finishing Cosmic Fury. Is that this? Even though they said it's the end of thirty years of continuity, it does feel like even it uh, it does feel like. The reboot is setting up to be like a new beginning, uh, with uh, with potentially the reboot series Billy uh, Billy being the one to bring back Sword on in a separate universe. And see, I would fucking hate that. I I'm sorry, but like it, the whole point of the the post Zordon era was to move past the need for Zordon to be a plot device to not be a part of the continuity, right? Because his sacrifice was what made the universe continue. The fact that if we could just, like, blip him back into existence because of some timey-wimey bullshit would just kind of diminish any weight to that sacrifice whatsoever. And yeah, I, but here's the thing, if it's a different universe... I don't give he... a fuck if it's a different universe. Like... I, I'm sorry, like, the, the the differing universes bullshit doesn't excite me like it used to. Like, I get that, like, the whole comics are a different universe, and that's always fun. But, like, at the same time, like, if we're, we're rebooting the, the, the TV show, or I guess the Netflix show, because what is TV anymore? Um, like, if we're rebooting the series in a different universe, cool, do that. But don't make it a one-for-one -one retread, and don't use, like, the plot from the canon that you're trying to separate yourself from. Like, there, at that point, there is no, there's no point in a reboot if you're dragging stuff from the past universe. That would just turn it into fucking Marvel. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I'm not crazy for yeah. thinking that way. Yeah, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Like this, that's yeah. why, like, the comics, like, the like the Marvel and the DC and all that shit gets shit on so much is because, like, no matter how much they try to separate themselves from what the past was, they always end up retreading the exact same past. Like, we, we literally have had five Spider-Verse events at this point. We've had two Secret Wars. We've had, like, I think three, four, um... Four different flashpoints in DC. I, I could be wrong. I'm not as big of a DC nerd. We've had Crisis on Infinite Earths like eight different times. Like, no matter what, we always cycle back to the same bullshit. I don't want that for Power Rangers. I want them to do at least something different and daring, especially if they're trying to make it darker and more impactful for a new audience, which is supposed to be young adults instead of, like, literal babies. That, like... I don't know. I'll still watch it. I'll probably still enjoy it. But I feel like it would be bullshit. 
Well, like you said, we don't know what the reboot's going to be about, so we could potentially be way off. The reboot starts with a 45-minute gay sex scene. That's my bold prediction. Or it starts off, or it starts off with uh, with uh, the Rangers on the toilet taking a shit. South Park did it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, my other notes for the finale are just like Sato turning into a morphing morphing master, and I just love I I love the fact that I triggered one smart with um, with Solon's line of my brave boy and say like it it held held more weight in emotion than uh, I think it was the entirety of my hero on Black Clover. <laughs> Oh no, anyway. <laughs> it's not hard to trigger one smart, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I, because... I, I, I literally, like, anytime I shit on Black Clover, that man is always pissed. And I'm sorry, yeah. like, Black Clover went from, like, in my top six when we did that, um, that, like, 10 hour, like, live stream of us ranking our top 10 series to, like, not even in my top 25. The final wow. has been that bad. Um, um, but that's also but yeah. my personal I mean, I personally opinion. disagree. I don't think it's been bad. It's just not being as engaging. If you uh, or some... yeah, it's just you know, uh, it's just it's been better in the past, right? Like and it's the fact that it's the like final Magna arc. versus Dante. It's the fact that it's the final arc. We have a million unanswered questions and. We seemingly have like eight chapters worth of content left, so we're leaving like half of a universe unexplored. That's yeah. what pisses me off. Um, um, but yeah, going going back quickly to the line, like the reason why I just say that is just because of the fact, like it do just that one simple line, like just the fact that it's Solon saying that to her, essentially her adopted son. And he's and he's go and he's going into and he's going into the afterlife essentially. Yeah. And and if and if they've and if one smart like just actually watched the season and understood the weight of Solon's line, who's she saying it about, and the relationship they have for each other? I uh, still think he fucking not appreciate it as much as we do, and that's fine. Yeah. Like he's entitled to that opinion. Like. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with you know fanboying for one series over another let's oh oh yeah i just um i just i'm guilty of that (laughs) yeah we're we're all guilty of it let's be honest um you're right like this this one line to me had that same amount of emotion and it's it makes all the more sense here because this is the finale of this canon right uh we're we're Moving on from Solon, we're moving on from like the this era of Power Rangers in the next couple of years. Yeah, and it it, it gives some um, some finality as, to the sacrifice that he made here, because we're watching the ascension of the new Morphin Master as well, right? Because that is something that we've never really seen a new Morphin Master be born. And yeah. it, um, it's something and, that's so unique to this timeline. Yeah, and I've just got to say how how fitting it is it that um, we started this era with like the first official like canonically Red Ranger, 
who has now become a morphing master. Yeah, like timeline and canon-wise, like the first Red Ranger, because he he is like from sixty-five million years in the past, technically. Yep. Uh so mm-hmm. like he predates Jason, which. Oh my god, say that online and it was... Yeah, yeah. hey, internet, do you know that the Red Ranger in Dino Fury predates Jason? Watch Twitter mob. Hey, hey, twi- hey, hey, Twitter, do you know that the Six Ranger in Wild Force predates Jason? No, no, how dare you, how, how dare you? I'm so, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I I love the ending scene of this. Oh so yeah, absolutely. Like Harvey gets the chance to have it have a proper audience, a proper audience, and not even have people like questioning like why he's got why he's got the arm. Right. Like he. It's so it's so accepting. It's so fucking fitting. He gets his audience. He gets his rock show. Everybody joining him on stage. Zato from wherever the fuck the Morphin Masters actually reside, coming in and ending the series and ending with the one, franchise with a, with one last cool, cool coolio. And the internet lost its mind. Even though literally the line before that was "May the power protect you." Yeah, but 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 it would have had more weight if that was the final line, Luke. We gotta, we gotta have the the Zordon nod and not the Zado nod. The new Morphin Master. How dare they? How dare they actually end it on a joke? A series that literally had a goddamn budget for diapers and sheet cake. A, se- a series that literally has an upside down rampant pumpkin. A series where there was a villain who baked the heroes into a pizza. Yes, yes, we got the the Vipari. I was about to no 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 thanks let me let me let me have my rant here. A series where we have a demon who drives around in a car for some reason. A series where that said demon was the thing that nearly tanked the franchise for a third time because of their acting. Like th- this is a series full of dumb shit, and you're pissed about a single finale line. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you didn't get a nod to your fucking nostalgia boner. The, the the whole point of this was it was also the end of this team, not just yeah. the can, the canonical ending of this era of Power Rangers. It was the end for this team. I I'm sorry, Twitter. I'm sorry, YouTube. I'm sorry, reaction tubers. Uh, it's it, it, you you got your engagement farming. Enjoy yeah. your thirty six dollars because this is blocked by Kappa because you're talking about a fucking kids show. Yeah, the take the um, people think we take this way too seriously. Like, no, Twitter takes it way too much more seriously. Um, but yeah, the one last note I had for the finale was more of a person, more of a personal one for me was when we found out the name of Amelia's sister and her name and her name was Pop was Poppy, obviously named after Pop Pop. But with that, I was just like, because I literally have the photo of my cat Poppy who passed away last year right above my computer right now i'm looking at it right now i'm just like you had to rub it in did you power rangers it's a cute name for a kid too like it's a it's a cute it's a cute name but it that just hit hit me on a personal on a personal level 
Hey, it, it, at least they didn't didn't name it some dumb white hipster girl name. Okay, like yeah, like like her name is I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, Iris. Which would be another flowers name now that I think about it. I, I'm or trying to Kaylee not start... spelled with like E I G H Q ampersand and the bat signal. Yeah, but and, I do. And, I, but at least but, they didn't oh, go like Elon and name it some fucking archangel, but it's like a bunch of symbols and Greek letters. Yeah. But overall, I do. Uh, I do like. I do like the. I do like that they na- that they named the that they named their their daughter after Pop Pop. That that was a nice touch. Well, I mean, it's uh, out of respect because like Pop Pop kept Amelia safe for all these years as well. Like he kept his word. Like that was the the the, the line of like essentially warriors code there. Like you protected my child. Now I honor your life. Um. You know, and that's something I love. I love uh, Tarek so much because, like, throughout everything, he was an honorable warrior in his yeah. own regards. Honestly, honestly, if you really think of, if you really think about it, with Dino Fury, the Rangers made everything ten times more more worse because all he wanted to was just like, I want to get these. I want to get these eight. If he had just explained to the Rangers right off the bat, like, Hey, I need these for a reason. Can you let me use them? I don't think they would have trusted him because of how their first interaction went, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, first impressions really do matter. Um, we we tend to forget that in life. And now we're just you yeah. know, talking about it in general. But, like, I like we tend to forget that first impressions are very important in life. And, like, because it was such a negative first impression, I don't think they would have ever trusted him. Now, if it would have went differently and it would have been more positive, you know, maybe they would have. Um, yeah. I mean, he could have been like, um, oh, this energy here. I, he takes off his helmet and it's just like, excuse me, I need a favor. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it would have worked. I don't know. Like, that's that's something that I really, I feel like it might have if it would have just been like, hey, let's work together here. I want to resurrect my wife. You know, yeah, and I've and it, when I resurrect my wife, we'll be out of here. Yep. You know, but um, it, it's such an interesting concept when you think about it. Like, but like, it also would have, I think, left a little bit of the weight of Dino Fury like unfulfilled. Yeah, fair, like, yeah, fair enough. Um, not saying not saying anything bad about Terry. Like, he's a great character. It's a great character. It's just like. That fir- like I said, that first interaction um, just made all just made all the more I- issues in the at the end of the day. Oh sure, it- it's just it's just unfortunate, right? Because like the Rangers do tend to be essentially like Superman; they tend to do a lot of harm too, right? Like we don't think about it because we're the heroes, right? But like objectively, when you think about how much chaos and carnage the power rangers bring about like they do just as much destruction as the villains when you break it down yeah um i i think like out of all of the teams though i think that ironically like 
so far, Time Force did more damage than anyone in what we've watched. No small mm -hmm. part into a particular person. <clears throat> Alex, oh, oh, what was that? I, let's let's be real here. Like, it, it, uh, Mr. Q-Rex himself did a lot of the damage, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, like, if his ego was any bigger, I would say it would rival Jeff Bezos. You know what? That makes the question, who do you think has the bit bigger ego now? Lord said or Eric? It's still said. It's still fucking said. But it's very close. It is incredibly cr close. Please tell me there's not anyone else in this franchise that I haven't seen that has a worse ego than Eric. Uh, and, or if so, do they have a more punchable face? Uh... Oh yes, they do. You'll we'll, you'll know when we get you know you you'll know. I'm when... not talking about the Red Ranger and Megaforce either. No, no, it has nothing to do with the Red. It has nothing to do with Megaforce. It's a different Ranger. It's a Blue Ranger. It's a Blue Ranger. Lovely, love that. Uh so we got some roll calls and we got some more. Sudden guessing, Tyler. Before you wrap this up. Yep. 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 Uh. So, firstly, I'll just uh briefly. Bl through Dino Fury. And then we'll get the Cosmic Fury right after. Let me just find the sheets. Here we go. Uh, so for Dino Fury, in last we had Izzy with two. Wow. Uh, then we had Amelia, Ollie, and Ion with three, Javi with four, and Zeta with 30 goddamn three. Blame it, no. Jesus Christ! I'm I'm not shocked, but I, I but I am shocked that Izzy was so low. Oh yeah, I was as well. I was yeah. like, really? That that much? Yeah. Uh, this puts uh Dino Fury at forty eight, being tied for the lowest within space. Then we have Cosmic... Wait, actually, never mind. Uh, Cosmic Fury is the lowest. Yeah, because there's only... Because uh, I did... I, I I kept an eye on the morphing calls as well. Yeah. Uh, I got nine in total. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll go... I'll go from the top down this time around. Uh, we got Amelia in for at the top with six, which brings her total ironically to nine. Izzy, which brings her total to three. Ion, which brings his total to four. Billy, which brings his total to fifteen. And everybody else zero. That's Ollie, Javi, Zato, Fern. Mick and Heckle. Hmm. All was zero. Useg. Really? Heckle was zero? Yeah. He never Cause... said the word, it's morphing time. Yeah, but he did say, he did say unleash the power, which is technically part of the morphing call. I don't count it. Okay. So, 
that's going to be interesting, right? Because we will have like different morphing calls for um like the rest of the series are right. I'm not Yeah. Okay. So like uh with Wild Force the morphing call is wild access. So, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff that's going to change in that regard uh for these moving forward obviously um yeah i feel like yeah, i feel like in terms of like um for um variety morphing calls ninja storm will be the will be the one that has the most uh, variety of morphing calls oh dear god please shoot me no 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 not i but it's not a lot there's only like there's only like three variations of the morphing call Okay, that's not horrible. It's just going to be, um, but you know, like we we got one season left in the post Zordon as of recording this, and that's Wild Force, uh, and then that'll be up. I'm hoping to have that up by the end of the year. Um, it's going to be a close call, obviously, because it's the 28th of November recording this, um, and then. I, I don't know how we're going to do it. I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to fuck YouTube system over. I'm hoping they're not listening to this far into the recording. Uh, and try and upload uh, the Disney era as one whole video. Uh, oh, God. that That is going to be a nightmare. You know, the, 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 it's technically, technically, it's 12 hours or there's some sort of gigabyte cap on... Um, edit that you can do so i'm going to try to see if i can do do it through the gigabyte cap instead of the the the, the hour cap because there's no way it's going to be under 12 hours um this is also a reminder if you made it this far into the video that we have merch now we also release all of these as individual seasons on podcast platforms like spotify so if you just want to listen to the audio and our sultry voices um you can do that I don't promote that enough that we do fucking audio formats of this shit. Uh, I feel like I fail as a creator there. Because <laughs> I realize I, like, not everybody wants to sit back and watch a fucking visualizer. Or they can just turn it on in the background while they're doing their chores. All of our podcasts have that. Um, but each season for the Disney era will be an individual audio file, right? So... You'll get it that way if you don't want to listen to the whole giant fucking thing. The same with all of the individual seasons of the post-Sordon era. Those are individual audio files. Those are all ready to record uh, or to upload. I've got all the visualizers made for that to put up on uh, through Anchor. Other than Wild Force. So, um... We got 40 episodes to film before or to watch before the end of the year, guys. Think we can do it? I think we can. I think we can. And with that, peace. Peace. peace.